You're listening to the message podcast of High Ridge Church Longview, where our vision is to help you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and ultimately make a difference. We are so glad that you're here, and we pray that this message impacts your life as you apply the spiritual truths from God's Word in practical ways. Let's listen in. Well, good morning, High Ridge family. How y'all doing this morning? Everybody alive and awake today? You look so good. I don't know if you smell good. Ask your neighbor. Hey, does that smell okay? Well, you do. You look good. I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, we're so honored today with our higher ed student team to be able to lead you guys, encourage you guys, and hopefully we don't bomb it, right? That's the goal, right? And so Pastor Tim is uh, administering in higher ed mineral wells today, so y'all be sure to be, say a prayer for him. We miss him. We love him. And we're so, so grateful for him. Aren't we so grateful for Pastor Tim and Tina? They always do such a good job leading us and caring for us and pastoring us. And so, uh, real quick, I don't want to take up a lot of time because we have a lot of ground to cover in the next few minutes, but um, I just want to let you guys know that we, we, there's several things that we believe here at High Ridge Students, and, uh, and so as you came in today, you probably saw a bunch of students uh, greeting you at the door, you probably saw a bunch of students making you coffee, we've got students taking photos today, we've got students back in the Tech Arts uh, booth, can we give it up for Tech Arts? So proud of them. We had our, our students team leading you in worship, and we've got students today to preach the word to you. And so we believe that a quiet church is a, dead church. is a dead church. So what does that mean? That means that if you hear something that you like, if it moves you down in your bones, you say, hey, ooh, that's pretty good. Say amen. Say it again. Come on, give me some more of that, right? So we, we, we want to encourage these students as they preach today. We want to encourage them, be in it with them, right? And so as they have prepared, as they have rehearsed, as they have the cold sweats right now, Lord, we, we want to be in their corner with them, right? So without further ado, y'all help me in welcoming Morgan Newland as she comes. Welcome to Student Takeover Sunday. Thank you all for coming today. You'll find that today's entire service is being put on by those who serve in our student ministry here at Hires Church, both adult leaders and student leaders. These students and leaders are not just becoming the church of today, but actively becoming the church of tomorrow. Through today's service and today's message, our hope is that your faith will be stirred or even possibly restored in what God wants to do in and through my generation. Our heart today is that you'll walk away from today's service encouraged and knowing this, God is a God of generations. Psalms 105 says this, For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So today, let us set aside our preconceived ideas, open our hearts to receive the word of God, and pre-decide to lean into what the Holy Spirit is saying. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that there isn't a generation on this planet that you're done moving through. You use children and use the great-grandmothers and grandfathers of the faith. Today we honor those who have taught our generation how to love you with their whole hearts through their words, their demonstrations of prayer, and their faithfulness to you. I pray that every generation in this place would be filled with the hope uh, and our faith would be renewed as, what, as we hear from you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now with that, join me in welcoming Joel Kamok as he brings the word of God. Good morning, Heights Church family. How's everyone doing this morning? Oh, good. All right. Well, I'm so honored to be here and to have the opportunity to share and strengthen your faith today. 
Like Morgan said, my name is Joel Kamak, and I want to start by honoring those that have empowered me and made a difference in my life. Because we believe at Higher Students that you honor up, honor down, and honor all around. Because we know that honor opens doors that talent never will. So I want to start by honoring Pastor Zach for giving me the opportunity to speak today and for the amazing job he does leading all the students at Higher Edge. Yeah, give it up for him. And as well as uh, Pastor Tim for leading this church so well and continuing to be faithful to God. It is truly inspiring. I also want to thank my, uh, honor my parents, Ben and Virginia Kamak, uh, for being great examples to me of what it is to follow Christ. Also, my grandparents, Bob and Leslie Kamak, for supporting and encouraging me in everything I do. Thank you to all of you. So I want to start in the Bible, which is always the best place to start. Amen? So before we jump in, uh, we've got a lot of ground to cover, so I'm going to need you all to listen fast, okay? <laughs> Good. So turn to 1 Kings 19, where we start looking at the story of Elijah. So we're going to take some time uh, looking at some details of the story of Elijah and Elisha. And what we find is uh, Elijah is a prophet of God that God uses to speak to the people of Israel. And he also uses Elijah to perform many miracles as well. In 1 Kings 19, we see that there's actually a lot going on in this chapter. So Elijah had just been involved in some incredible miracles, uh, including calling down fire from heaven and bringing forth great rain after years and years of drought. So long story short, God used him, and God did some incredible things through him. But in 1 Kings 19, starting in verse 1, everything uh, changes for Elijah. So starting in verse 1, now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, may the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there. While he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than that of my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. Now I have seen the wrath of an angry woman. And let me tell you, Elijah had every reason to be afraid. Am I right? But... <laughs> After that, uh, God, God meets him, encourages him, tells him to take a nap and eat, and sends him back out on his mission, which is to find Elisha to be the next prophet of Israel. So in a matter of just a couple days, Elijah goes from seeing God do miracles to running for his life, and then to a quiet place with God, and then lastly to setting back out on what God has called him to do. That leads me to my first point this morning. If you're a note taker, write this down. Your ability to pass something from God to the next generation is birthed out of your own experiences with God. Today we're talking about a God of generations. And what we find is he fulfills what he hopes to accomplish through people. So write this down. You cannot give away something that you don't carry. So in this instance with Elijah, he had to pick up his pick his mantle back up in order to give it to Elisha. 
And our goal today is to encourage the older generations and to empower the younger generations. So I have a question for you today. What experiences do you have with God? And once you got those in your mind, are you sharing those with the next generation? See, sometimes we find ourselves in a place very similar to Elijah, where we've seen God do amazing things, but something in our life has changed, and we find ourselves on the run. We're afraid, and we've retreated. Has that ever happened to you before? Because I know it's definitely, definitely happened to me. <clears throat> but the difference between whether or not God uses you is based on whether or not you'll come back into relationship with him and pick back up the mantle that he has given you and the mission he has called you to. See, Elijah had to still have the mantle God given him in order to pass it down to Elisha. Like, I can't give you a million dollars because I don't have a million dollars. I wish I did. That would be nice. I am 15. I do not have that kind of money. So, sorry, I lost my place. Um, my bad. So are you currently carrying the mantle that God originally gave you and called you to carry? Or did you drop it last time you got distracted or became afraid? If so, that's okay. But today we want to encourage you to get back in the race that God has called you to run. Here, and there, that leads me to my second point today. Write this down. Your mistakes don't disqualify your mantle. You need to know that your mistakes don't disqualify you from impacting other people's lives for the better. See, God didn't condemn Elijah for running away, afraid. He instead empowered him to keep going. So no matter what mistakes you've made, that doesn't disqualify you from making a difference in other people's lives. God wants to use you right now in the season that you're in, no matter how good or how bad of a job you've done in the past with the next generation. So whether you're 100 years old or you're 15 years old like me, I wanna say that again. Your mistakes don't define you. Your fear doesn't define you and your doubts don't define you. There's a very real mantle that God has given you to carry and there's a very real calling on your life to give that mantle to the next generation. My third and final point today is this. Write this down. The next generation needs you. There's so many Christians today that have seen God move, that walk with God daily and talk with him daily, but they think because they're 75, 85, 95 years old that God can't use them anymore. Or maybe you're here, you have a great relationship with God, but you're just too busy with other things to invest in the next generation. Or maybe you're here and you have a great relationship with God, but you've never really gotten plugged into the church. You see, there are levels to this following Jesus thing. Number one, you choose to give your life to Jesus, right? That's salvation, we know that. And then number two, choose to lean into life change which is relationship with God. Then number three is choose to lean into community, which is relationship with others. And number four, lastly, choose to make a difference with your life. Many of us love Jesus, but we fail to see the full picture of what he's called us to. 
So can I encourage you today? Your life is meant for the kingdom. To help raise up the next generation to love God deeply. To raise up the next generation to follow God and to change the world. God is not done and he is a God of generations. Amen? Well, thank you for your time today. I hope you were encouraged. Now help me in welcoming Mike as he brings you the word today. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, how y'all doing today? Good. My name is Mike Sakutianu, and I'm really happy to be here. Um, they actually found me on the street about 15 minutes ago, so <laughs> it's really a nice opportunity for me. No, but seriously, as always, I want to honor those who have made a difference in my life and who have helped me to get to where I am today. First off, to um, the pastors of this church and Pastor Zach and Pastor Tim, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity and making this possible. Uh, I'm so blessed to be in a church where I can foster my talents and my skill set in order to step into my calling. Um, and of course, I need to show honor to my parents, Matei and Selena Sagutianu. Um, it is, yeah, give it up. It's because of them that I will not be making a poop joke up here. So either, either thank them or um, to take, take it up with them, depending on how mature you are. Um, no, but it's their instruction that has pushed me forward. But the biggest thing about them that's helped me is their example and walking with Christ. It's showed me what it's like to follow God with all of your heart. So Joel spoke a lot to the Elijahs in the room, those who have gone before my generation. But I want to spend some time today talking to my generation or the young Christians in the room. So when I say young Christian, I'm not just talking about your age. Someone can be a young Christian when you're 12 years old or when you're 72. I really believe that in order for God to do miracles in my generation, there has to be unity between the older and younger generations. So let's dive back into scripture, shall we? 1 Kings 19.19 19 says this. So Elijah went from there and found Elisha, son of Shepat. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I will come with you. Go back, Elijah replied. What have I done to you? So Elisha left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his servant. So as we look at this exchange between Elijah and Elisha, and the story of Elisha burning his plow equipment and sacrificing his oxen, the final sentence in that story is, then he set out to follow Elijah and became his servant. Which brings me to my first point today. There must be a willingness to be a student of those who have gone before you. Many young people or young Christians aren't willing to follow the example of those who have gone before them, and that's our first mistake. If you look at the life of Jesus and his disciples, Jesus spent 30 years learning from God the Father before he actually went and started doing his ministry, right? And then once he started, he had disciples, and they spent years under his teachings and examples before they started doing the things that they were called to do when Jesus left and the Holy Spirit came down. So why do I bring this up? Because God doesn't bless giftedness. He blesses submission. Think to when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. As he comes out of the water, God the Father says what? He says, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. What we learn from this is that God was pleased with Jesus before he ever did a single miracle. He was pleased with him before he started preaching the gospel, before he started gathering disciples, before he really did anything. 
He was pleased because of Jesus' submission. He was pleased because Jesus walked in the will of Father. Because Jesus was following under his example, God was pleased with Jesus. A lot of young Christians will feel the call of God in their life or feel called to go and do something, but will do it without submitting to the authority of a spiritual leader or the older generation who has a strong track record with God. The fastest way to move into the kingdom of God is to slow down underneath the authority of a strong, sound spiritual mentor with a strong track record of health. Which leads me to my next point. The student must focus on the assignment of the mentor before qualifying for an assignment of their own. We are in a day and time where we can have just about whatever we want, whenever we want it. And that, that's really convenient a lot of time, but it can also be pretty harmful. For example, I could go right now and get like 15 honey butter chicken biscuits or Whataburger, and I do often. You can find me there just about every other day at like midnight. But that would be very harmful to my body. In the same way, we can't just, we can't just hope to conveniently step into our calling like whenever we want to on our own timeline. We have to follow God's timeline and, fo and fall under the authority of others. What we find in this story is that Elijah followed the assignment and vision of Elijah for years before the mantle was actually passed on to Elisha. The truth is that we must be willing to serve underneath the vision of, of another leader or our parents or coaches or teachers or whoever God has placed authority over your life with before we can confidently take on our own mission or calling. Why? Because they have experience, which is the thing that we lack. There is an old saying that says, experience is the best teacher, but I disagree. Someone else's experience is the best teacher. That's because if I learn from someone else's experience, I don't have to make the same mistakes they did. But that requires me to humble myself enough to follow their lead. Choosing to focus on the assignment of another person forces me to slow down and learn. It challenges me to serve. It challenges me to be of benefit to someone else other than myself and what I feel like I'm supposed to do. Here's my third point today. Tell your mentor or leader what you need from them. In 2 Kings 2, we find the moment that Elijah is about to be taken up into heaven. And Elijah asked Elisha, tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken up? Elisha replies, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. I think I can speak for every adult or leader or mentor in the room because I myself am also very old when I say this. It's really hard to mentor people when they come across as uninterested, when they don't ask for wisdom or counsel, or when they come across as having it all together. A young person or a young Christian, your leader already knows that you're a hot mess. So you might as well just be honest with them and let them help you. They want that. If we really want to walk in the favor of God and follow his footsteps of our mentors, we have to stay hot. Now, you might be thinking, Mikey, you're always hot, so that's not a problem for you. And to that, I would say thank you very much, but that's not what I mean. So this is high-risk students' culture. It stands for honest, open, and transparent. Without being honest, open, and transparent about our lives and what we need with our mentor, we can't grow. You need wise counsel. You need someone who can tell you no. Let me ask you a question. Who can encourage you and speak life into you? Who can build you up? On the flip side, who can tell you no? Who can call you out? Who can correct you? If we want to grow and become the men and women that God has called us to be, then we cannot remain closed off and act like we have it all figured out. Trust your mentor to speak life into you and to challenge you in the right areas of your life. That's all that I have for you. Uh, now please join me in welcoming Mackenzie to the platform as she shares.
Good morning, High Ridge family, and happy Sunday. And if you're watching online, we are so glad that you're here with us. Um, how are y'all doing this morning? Y'all making it? <laughs> All right. Well, before I get started, I just wanted to go ahead and thank and honor um, Pastor Zach and Taylor. Um, the time that y'all have spent pouring into me and all that, it just means so much to me. I would not be here without you guys, and so I just wanna thank you. Um, and I also wanna honor and thank Pastor Tim uh, for letting us do this. He <laughs> is trusting us to not screw this up. We've made it through one service, but we still have another one to go. Nothing's caught on fire yet, so we're doing good. <laughs> I also uh, wanna honor my family who raised me in this church and taught me how to genuinely love the Lord and have relationship with him. And you know, this is a time where I thought I could insert a really funny like youth pastor joke and just talk about how hot my husband is for the next 15 minutes. But I figured it'd probably make everyone uncomfortable, so we'll just stick about talking to the Lord, you know, talking about the Lord. Um, but I do wanna thank him for leading and loving me so well, so thank you so much, Hunter. Yeah, everybody give a round of applause. Um, as each of the students previously shared this morning, uh, we're talking about the God of generations. Um, I've seen God's faithfulness in the life of my grandparents, my parents, um, and now as a young woman who was raised going to this church and this youth ministry, I've seen his faithfulness in my life, um, which led me to pursue ministry training. And now I'm excited to be back and serving in this youth ministry um, to make a difference in the lives of the young girls who are just like I was, hungry to know more of God at such a young age. You know, there's just something so beautiful about a generation raised up in the church just to turn back around and just pour in, pour back into the church, pour back into the next generation. So did these speakers do just an amazing job this morning? Let's give them a I'm gonna go ahead and put a little bow on the message if that's cool with you guys, wrap it up for you. There's three main, three main principles that I wanna share with you guys as we finish today. So if you're taking notes, go ahead and jot this down. The first one being your spiritual health will always influence the next generation. You know, we see this in scripture time and time again, but we also see it in everyday life now. We see children that follow in their parents' footsteps. I mean, it's just the, thing, the way things tend to work. Parents or leaders that are lost will produce lost sheep. Parents or leaders that are following Jesus and demonstrating the character of Jesus in their everyday life produce life change in those that look up to them and follow them. So I have a question for you this morning. Where are you leading those that are looking up to you? Are you leading them to yourself or are you leading them to the feet of Jesus? Remember this. The character of Jesus is what attracts the next generation to him. And you may be wondering, how do young people know the character of Jesus? It's through the way that you choose to live your life. It's the stories that you choose to share of God's faithfulness and the way that you choose to share it. You see, to the older generations in the room, we need your stories. We need to hear about how God was faithful in the times where you were obedient and disobedient. We need to hear those stories. Psalms 145.4 says, let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. So here's a question. What miracles have you seen God do in your life? And when you have that in your mind, ask yourself, when was the last time that I shared that? You see, the problem that we all face pretty often is that we forget what God has done, just like in the scripture uh, of Elijah that Joel shared earlier. God performs miracles on our behalf and he makes a way where there seems to literally be no way. And then we find ourselves freaking out about the details the next time something happens. 
And we face a challenge, and instead of trusting him and making a, uh, trusting him to make a way like he has done previously, we freak out. Write this down. Your trust in God to make a way is one of the greatest demonstrations you can show the next generation. So if you're taking notes, here's my second point. Your spiritual health is cultivated out of intimacy with God. You know, nowadays there's so many self-help books and podcasts and that we as people try to do to make ourselves better. We read them, we listen to them. You know, and to be fair, I mean, there's a lot of ways that we could better ourselves. We can usually take better care of our bodies by exercise and diet. We can also usually better, take better care of our relationships by intentionally loving those around us. We can usually better take care of our finances by budgeting and being good stewards. But here's the reality. You cannot will yourself into becoming holy. You cannot self-help yourself into becoming holy. There's only one way to truly become holy, and that's through intimacy with God. That's truly knowing the person and the character of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So my friend, please listen to me today. Jesus is what makes us righteous. And it doesn't matter if you're sitting here and you feel like the biggest hypocrite and the biggest sinner in the entire room. It doesn't matter if you're sitting here today and you know the entire Bible front to back. I want to remind you that apart from, apart from intimacy with God and knowing the person of Jesus, you cannot be changed. Jesus made a way for us and it's only through him that we can truly be changed. You see, I could have a book with all the facts about Hunter, my husband, what he likes, what he doesn't like, what he prefers, what he doesn't prefer, all the different things, and I could read it over and over and over and over, but if I'm never spending quality time and getting to truly know him in relationship with him, I'm never gonna have intimacy with him. So we need the Bible, but the Bible, apart from intimacy and time with Jesus, doesn't produce anything fruitful. The devil and demons can quote, can quote scripture, but it's scripture that is paired with intimacy, that's how we're changed. It's the times in the quiet place when we're speaking with the Lord, when we feel his presence, when we're talking with him, that's when we are truly, truly changed. So my third and final point for you today, you're probably like, oh, God, they're almost done. Third point today is your journey towards spiritual health can start today. Maybe you're here and you don't come from a great legacy. Maybe you didn't have anyone to show you how to walk with the Lord growing up. Or maybe you did and you chose to go a different direction. But I have hope for you today. Whatever, that, whatever your story may be, your journey towards health can start today. It can start with just a decision to move toward God. So maybe you're here and you have children and you wanna be intentional about leading the next generation to the Lord. Well, guess what? Today, you can by just making a very simple decision. Maybe you're here and you've struggled your whole life and you're ready for change. I wanna encourage you, everything can change today. Either way, you don't have to leave this building today the way that you walked in. You see, our job as a church is to equip you to fall more in love with the person and the character of Jesus. And as a result of that, your life will truly be transformed. And so I'm gonna go ahead and leave you guys with that. Thank you so much for listening and encouraging us as we're up here. I'm gonna go ahead and pass the mic back over to Pastor Zach. Can we give it up for them? Come on, come on.
Do they do an incredible job? We're so proud of you guys, seriously. All of you did so good. And so we're going to go ahead and put up our devices, put up our notes, and we're going to just make room for the Holy Spirit to speak. You know, I think that this is probably the most powerful part of the service today is when we allow God to, to quicken our hearts about what we need to change, you know. I think that there's a couple different things that we all face. Sometimes we face condemnation. Sometimes we face conviction. Condemnation is beating you up and making you feel bad for all the ways you're failing. That's not from God. But I believe that conviction is one of the greatest gifts that God has for us. And that's just the gentle nudge that he, that he brings to us. He says, hey, here's an area that you need to submit to me. Here's an area that you need to give me. And so as we just bow our heads and close our eyes all across this place, we just want to ask the Lord, Lord, what are you saying to me today? Holy Spirit, what are you saying? So there's a couple groups of people that I want to address. And the first is those of you that might be the Elijahs in the room. Those of you that have gone before us and have seen a few things. You've been around the block a couple times. You've seen God's faithfulness. My question for you is, are you still carrying the mantle that God gave you? Number one. And then number two, whose shoulder are you supposed to be throwing that mantle over? What child, what grandchild, what young person that maybe you work with, who is God calling you to lead? And are you being obedient to what God's telling you to do? I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for those in this room and online that have, they have history with you. They've seen you perform miracles in their life time and time again. I pray that they would become bold in sharing those miracles. I pray that they would become bold in proclaiming the goodness of God to the next generation. That they would not see their life as, as, a, as a one-man show. They wouldn't see their life as that it ends with them because your plan is so much bigger and so much greater. God, use them to empower the next generation to change the world. I pray that they would submit themselves to it. Maybe you're in the room and you're an Elisha in the room. You're, you're one of the younger members of the generation or maybe you're a young Christian. You haven't just really been walking with the Lord that long. I just want to encourage you that, that God has great things in store for you. He wants to do incredible things through your life. My question to you would be, who are you submitting yourself to that you trust that has a long track record of health with God? You know, I, I think for young men and young women, and I can, I can speak to this personally, pride is a huge issue that we face. And it's hard sometimes to submit ourselves other, under, people, other, under other people, and especially the, since no one's perfect, right? There's not a perfect leader. There's not a perfect mentor. But let me just remind you that there are people that God has placed in your life right now that can help you take your next faith step. So my question to you is, who you need to submit yourself to now? Who will you let in to speak into your life, to encourage you and to challenge you, to build you up, and to remind you of God's faithfulness? Father, I thank you for the next generation. I thank you for the Elijah's in the, or Elisha's in the room. 
I pray that they would be encouraged today, that they would, they would know that there's a very clear calling on their life and that they would submit themselves to those who have gone before them. I pray for unity between these generations. The last group of people I want to address in the room and online are those of you that would say, you know what, this has been a great message, Pastor Zach, but if I'm being completely honest, I really don't have my own personal relationship with Jesus. I don't know him. I know about him, but I don't know him. But I want to. I just want to encourage you that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. It, 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 this is what we call a divine appointment. You're in this room, in the chair that you're sitting in, because God intended you for, to be here for a moment just like this. And so I'm going to say a simple prayer, and this prayer is just an introduction to the person of Jesus. It's not an introduction to formalized religion or not even an introduction to High Ridge Church. This is an introduction to Jesus himself. And so I'm going to say this prayer, and I'm going to pause at the end of each sentence to give you a chance to repeat after me. You can say it out loud or in your heart. It really doesn't matter. But if that is you, say this prayer with me. Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you came and died and rose again so that I could have life and freedom and forgiveness of all my sin. I repent and turn away from everything that I've done that did not honor you. You can have my past, you can have my present, and you can have my future. Thank you for just now saving me. In Jesus' name. And with all heads bowed and eyes closed, if that was you and you just said that prayer in this place, let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. I see you. 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 Awesome. For those of you that just said that prayer, I want to encourage you to look up for just a moment. I want you to look at the screen behind me. And there's a phone number on there. It's, it's 844-HRC-TEXT. And I want to challenge you to take one more face step today. You've already taken a face step, and I'm so proud of you. The next face step I want to challenge you with is I want you to text the word, I prayed, all one word, to 844-HRC-TEXT. And the reason that I want you to do that is because the worst thing we could do is lead you to this moment and then not equip you from this point forward. So if you will text us to 844-HRC-TEXT, we're going to send you a five-part video devotional series. It's going to tell you what your next steps are because the, you just made the greatest decision of your life, and we want to show you how to walk with Jesus for the rest of your life. And so for the rest of the church, you guys can go ahead and stand up with me. How incredible was today's service? Didn't they do so good? It is so good. I am so proud. I wanted to shout out again. All of our young people that greeted you at the door, our young people that made your coffee for you, our young people that are collecting uh, photos today, our young people that ran this service back in the Tech Arts booth, uh, for our youth worship team, and for those that spoke and shared the, shared the word today. So proud, of, so proud of our young people. Our hope today was that you would be, your confidence would be restored in this generation. I know the older we get, we're like, these youngins, I tell you what, you know. But I'm proud of this generation. I think that God wants to do something great through them. And so uh, we're going to go ahead and call forward our elders and their wives to pray. And if you need prayer, do not leave this place without having come and prayed uh, because this is one of the greatest gifts that we can give you, right? It doesn't cost you anything. It's totally free. Totally free. And so uh, before we leave, last announcement is that Beast Feast is coming up this Friday. It's going to be incredible. Tickets are sold out. We're going to have over 400 men in this room praising and worshiping Jesus together. And so I want you to, right hand, put your right, put your right hand up. I will support 
Beast Feast with prayer this week. I will be praying for Beast Feast this week. Why? Because it's not just a cool event. It's a very cool event. But it is an opportunity for this church to really minister in our community and change the lives of men and families all over Longview and all over East Texas. Statistics show that if the man gets saved in a family, there's a 93% chance that his entire family will follow suit. Okay? So this is a huge opportunity to change this city, and we're playing our small, small part by doing that. And so with that being said, we're going to go ahead and pray, and we're going to dismiss. Lord, we love you. We thank you for today. God, we thank you for this next generation that's coming up. They're not just the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today. Father, I pray that you would continue to use them. I pray for those that have gone before us, that they would use all the the things and the miracles and the incredible feats that you have done, and they would encourage the next generation with those. Father, that they would be a place of encouragement, a place of giving life to the next generation. Lord, I pray that each person here today would have the best week this week that they have ever had in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted, amen. Amen. You are dismissed. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our prayer is that you are encouraged and strengthened by the message. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you want to be a part of our online community, connect with us through Facebook or Instagram with the handle at HighRidgeLV, or you can check out our website at HighRidgeLV.com. Lastly, if this ministry has impacted your life and you'd like to support its work, visit highridgelv.com give. We appreciate your support and we're believing with you today for God's best in your life. Have an incredible week and we will see you next time.